Hello again everyone, I'm Nathan and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 4th of October 2023. Hello and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. We're pleased to confirm that the Talking News is now available via Alexa. Once you've enabled the Talking Newspapers skill, all you need to do is play Talking Newspapers and ask for the Black Country Talking News. Our Talking News service is also available via the free Wireless for the Blind app. It can be found on the Beacon Centre website www.beaconvision.org forward slash talking dash news. As a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD, simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 We hope you enjoy this week's edition. This week, reading for you, we have myself, Nathan, Angela, Christine, Ian, Helen, Mina, Simon, and of course, Flashback Roger. In this week's edition, we have an update from Beacon, the quiz with the wonderful Mina. We have the latest local news for the black country. Another did you know section from Flashback Roger. We have the latest local football news for West Brom and Wolves. We also have the weather for the week ahead. We also have something a little fruity for you too. A bike-along session from Penny Melville Brown, also known as the Blind Baker. Local news to start though with Ian and Christine, but first, Angela. Adult Independent Living Services in Wolverhampton will be moving to a new home this month, following the news that its current base is to be demolished. The Neville Garrett Centre in Bell Street is being bulldozed to make way for a new £6 million leisure and event space. The service, which provides assessments for equipment and adjustments so people can live independently for longer, will relocate to Action for Independence on Albert Road, just off Tetnall Road. Closing on Wednesday, October 11th, the service will reopen as its new headquarters on Tuesday, October 17th. The move will pave the way for the Bell Street Box Space project, a designated leisure and hospitality area featuring regular street entertainment, food vendors, family attractions and space for entrepreneurial startup companies to move into. Becky Wilkinson, Wolverhampton Council's Director of Adult Social Care, said, The Independent Living Service provides impartial advice and information as well as help and support to the elderly, disabled people and their carers. The service has been based at the Neville Garrett Centre for many years, 
but with regeneration work planned in the area, we are pleased to be able to relocate. People can contact the service to receive help and support with living safely and independently in their own home using home adjustments and equipment. The service offers self-assessment, clinic assessment or home assessment depending upon the issues that are identified. The Council's Deputy Director of Assets, Julia Nock, added, The box space scheme will stimulate the high street community and help create a more vibrant leisure and evening economy. It will also create more opportunities for young people by delivering accessible new job opportunities in the leisure, hospitality, retail and cultural sectors. Free parking is available at Action for Independence and on Albert Road itself, while there are nearby bus stops on the A41 Tetnall Road. Eligible Dudley residents could be given help with their everyday living costs ahead of the winter months thanks to an £800,000 pot of funding. Dudley Council was awarded £5.2 million as a part of the government's household support fund earlier this year. The local authority set aside £800,000 to support residents with everyday costs, which was split into two pots, with the first having been rolled out between April and September. The second phase of the scheme will be launched on October the 4th at 5pm, which will see payments of £250 or £300 if someone in the household has a disability made available to households who did not receive a payment in Phase 1. Councillor Steve Clark, Cabinet Member for Finance, said Earlier this year, the Council was awarded £5.2 million through the Government's Household Support Fund. While a majority of the money is being used to support people that we know are in need and are most vulnerable, we earmarked £800,000 to help others in our communities who are struggling with living costs. We split that funding into two phases at the start of the financial year, with approximately £300,000 available in round one. But we kept £500,000 for phase two to enable us to offer greater support over the winter months when bills are likely to be more costly. As ever, we expect demand to be high once the application process opens, so we'll monitor applications and we'll have to close this round once funds are exhausted. For more information on eligibility and to apply for a grant, visit dudley.gov.uk. With the act of reducing a product's size or quantity while keeping its price stable seemingly rampant, things are becoming even more hard-pressed on our supermarket shelves as we fall victim to grocery shrinkflation. In a bid to help families, the Express and Star has teamed up with money-saving Amy Greyland to share some handy hints and tips.
Hello everyone. This week I have tips on how to save or earn cash back on a variety of items that I hope will be very helpful as the cost of living crisis continues. Food. The following apps are brilliant for free and discounted food, drink, toiletries and more. Shop Meum, Green Gin, Checkout Smart. All three of these apps work in similar ways. You can filter to the shop you are in and then see what goodies are available. You buy your item as you usually would and then make sure you get your receipt. Once you're home, you scan both the receipt and the item into the app and you will then be reimbursed for the item. Some supermarkets are offering Christmas bonuses too, which is another handy way to gain money in time for Christmas. Asda have a Christmas saver pot that's offering bonuses of up £5 when you spend £40 or more. Iceland are also offering a £15 bonus if you load £100 onto your savings card by the 3rd of November. Prescriptions Did you know that you can save money on prescriptions by getting a PPC, Prescription Prepayment Certificate? If you require regular prescriptions, this could really help with the costs. The current prices for a PPC are 3 months at £31.25p or 12 months at £111.60p. The price of a prescription is currently £9.65. So if you require more than three prescriptions in three months, or more than 11 prescriptions in a year, the PPC will benefit you. You can also pay via monthly direct debit, so you don't have to worry about paying it up front. I hope these tips and tricks are helpful. You can find me sharing daily freebies, discounts and lots more on my social media platforms at Money Saving Amy. Up next, we hear from Helen, who, as usual, has our latest Beacon update. Hi everyone, it's Helen from Beacon. How are you? I hope you've had a good week and been enjoying some of the autumnal sunshine we've been having. I certainly have. Now, as usual, I am here to give you an update of everything that's been happening at Beacon. So let's get started. First up, we've been celebrating Sustainable Fashion Week here at Beacon. Did you know that it's estimated 11 million garments end up in landfill each and every week in the UK? 11 million. That's incredible when you think about it, isn't it? If you want to do your bit to reduce that, you can invest in some pre-loved clothing to avoid buying new. I'm sure many of you have picked up a Beacon bargain in our shops before now, but if you need to know where your nearest Beacon branch is, just visit our website, www.beaconvision.org forward slash shops. Now, talking about clothes, have you had a bright idea for your outfit yet? Well, It's our Bright for Sight Day on Thursday, October the 12th. And we'd love for you to join us in going Bright for Beacon. 
All you need to do to get involved is find something bright in your wardrobe, wear it on the day and make a donation to Beacon. If you need some inspiration, well, why not pop into one of our shops? They'll be happy to help. You can donate £5 by texting BRIGHT to 70085. Texts cost £5 plus one standard rate message. You can also find out more on our website, www.beaconvision.org. Now, last this week, do you need help getting online? Whatever your ability, our team can help you get the most out of your mobile phone, tablet, computer, or any other smart device. Call us now for free support on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Now that's it for this week. I'll be back again soon for another update. Bye-bye. Thanks for that update, Helen. Next up, we have another block of local news. Wolves have been helping to reintroduce wildlife back to their grounds as part of a sustainability project. The One Pack One Planet project, led by Wolverhampton Wanderers ground team head Wayne Lombard, has been working to bring several green initiatives to Compton Park. As part of the sustainability project, Mr Lombard's team have made several changes to the grass areas around the training pitches, including the inclusion of a one-metre strip around the inside edges for use as a wildlife corridor, the use of dead wood to make log stacks for wildlife, and the raising of cutting heights on various grassy areas. The campaign will also see Wolves work towards becoming a net zero football club by 2040, embracing a circular economy, minimising waste and maximising reuse. Mr Lombard said, It all started last year. We looked at the department and what our role was within the One Pack, One Planet project, which we are trying to achieve between all departments at the club. As ground staff, our job is not just about the pitches, it's about the hedgerows and the trees, and it's about bringing nature and bringing creatures back. The group has also installed bird boxes around the training ground, which have already been used. Mr Lombard continued, We decided to put in some wild flower beds, which you can see when you come down the drive. We've installed some bird boxes, we've made some log piles, and we've stopped mowing certain areas to allow that to go back wild and return to nature. It's surprising how much you can make a difference relatively cheaply. It hasn't always got to be expensive. With the wildflowers that we've planted and the bug hotel that we've put in one of the flower beds, when you see the creatures using it, it's really satisfying. As part of the project, the grounds staff have also purchased electric strimmers for Compton Park, carried out more rotary mowing and left grass trimmings to naturally decompose. Mr Lombard added, All these changes just make the environment better, with a focus on sustainability, biodiversity and our carbon footprint, we've all tried to look at what we can do to help the planet and what we can do to improve. It's something that I've been involved in for years and there are bits and pieces in my own garden which I've replicated from what I've done here. And I encourage people to do it in their own garden. 
even if it's just a square metre corner or at the bottom of the garden, then we can all do our bit. Wildlife Trust chiefs have called on politicians to help after publishing a landmark report highlighting the decline of nature in the UK. Leading wildlife organisations, including the Birmingham and Black Country Wildlife Trust, have published a landmark State of Nature 2023 report, which shows nature is declining at an alarming rate across the UK which is already one of the most nature-depleted countries in the world. The report shows one in six species is now at risk of being lost from Great Britain and that wildlife studied has, on average, declined by 19% since monitoring began in 1970. It also highlights how the most important habitats are in poor condition, although restoration projects can have clear benefits for nature and people. The Wildlife Trusts are now calling on politicians across all parties to commit to an ambitious programme of policies to support nature's recovery. The Trusts have identified five priorities they hope politicians will put at the forefront of their campaigns ahead of the next general election. They want to see work to bring back lost wildlife an end to river pollution and water scarcity, more wildlife-friendly farming, healthy communities created by enabling people to access green spaces, and an effort to tackle the climate emergency by protecting and restoring natural habitats. Delia Garrett, Chief Executive of Birmingham and Black Country Wildlife Trust said, Our wildlife and wild spaces are under threat from pollution, habitat loss and our changing climate. Here in Birmingham and the Black Country, we've seen a 50% decline in pollinator diversity in certain areas over the last 20 years. We desperately need wilder and more natural areas to help wildlife recover, enable nature to adapt to climate change and to create healthier, happier and more prosperous communities. Nature recovery is the answer to so many social challenges and it's up to our elected representatives to ensure that it is reflected in policies ahead of the next election. Pollution from cars is destroying the ability of bees to find flowers, according to research done by West Midland University. Higher levels of ozone reduce the distance a flower scent spreads and in turn attracts fewer bees. Studies in the field found the number of visits being made to flowers by bees fell by half because of pollution. Professor Christian Frank said the team had been surprised at just how big the impact of pollution had been. Researchers conducted an experiment in a huge wind tunnel 
to try and understand what was going on. The team comprising the UK Centre for Ecology and Hydrology and the Universities of Birmingham, Reading, Surrey and Southern Queensland simulated the scent given off by a flower and measured how far it travelled in various levels of pollution. As the ozone levels increase, the spread of the plume collapses as the ozone interferes with the chemistry of the scent from the flower. The team was shocked to see how only half the number of bees could find flowers when there were higher levels of ozone. Professor Prang said, Our study provides robust evidence that the changes due to ground-level ozone on floral scent cause pollinators to struggle to carry out their crucial role in the natural environment, also with implications for food security. The straightforward solution is to reduce pollution to reduce levels of air pollutants such as ozones and diesel exhaust. Bees use so-called volatile organic compounds to identify plants. They are designed to lead pollinators to the flower without filling the air completely and overwhelming them. However, this chemistry is vulnerable to disruption from pollution, much more than was originally thought. Now it's time to test your knowledge as we have the quiz questions for this edition brought to us by Mina. Hello and welcome to this week's flashback quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Here we go. Question 1. What sort of contest did Dolly Parton lose? Question two. What was the original use of Kleenex tissues? Question three. Which creature can reliably predict earthquakes? Question 4. In what year was London Bridge built? Question 5. What do bananas do that other fruits don't? And finally, question six. Where is London Bridge now? I will be back with you later in the show to give all your answers, but for now, Best of luck!
Cheers for those questions, Mina. Hmm, I'll get my mind working on them. Up now, however, is another block of local news. Wolverhampton Council is among the local authorities falling behind in their responsibility to cater to vegan diets, a study has found. A new report by the Vegan Society revealed the extent to which councils across the UK are recognising their responsibility to cater for vegan diets and taking steps to address the climate emergency through a shift to plant-based catering. Wolverhampton Council is among 54 local authorities the society categorised as red, meaning that the council has not taken steps to be inclusive of vegan people or to address their meat and dairy consumption in order to meet climate targets. The councils across the Black Country and Staffordshire did not fare well in the study, with both Wolverhampton and Staffordshire ranked as red. Dudley, Sandwell and Warsaw all ranked as amber, meaning the council has taken only limited steps to be inclusive of veganism and to address meat and dairy consumption. The Vegan Society is urging councils given a red ranking in the report to reassess their vegan catering provisions and follow the precedent set by councils ranked as green. Wolverhampton Council, for example, confirmed the availability of vegetarian options in its catering provisions, but not vegan options. The report reveals that a quarter of councils did not acknowledge their responsibility to consider veganism as a protected characteristic when making catering decisions, and many public sector menus frequently fail to consistently include a single vegan option. In the UK, veganism is recognised as a protected belief and councils have a legal responsibility to provide adequate options for those who choose to live a vegan lifestyle. In addition to their legal responsibility to cater for vegans, the National Food Strategy has recommended that local authorities act to promote sustainable diets in order to reduce emissions in response to the climate crisis. Claire Ogley, Head of Campaigns, Policy and Research at the Vegan Society, said, Our new report reveals which areas are excelling and which are falling behind. It's fantastic to see some councils, such as Oxford and Edinburgh, leading the way and taking strong steps to include vegans and acknowledge the urgency of the climate crisis. However, for many local authorities, including Wolverhampton, there is still a long way to go and we hope our report will be a useful tool to help people to hold their local areas to account and push for more sustainable options. Ensuring that all public sector menus provide a 100% plant-based option every day is a crucial step towards vegan inclusion across the UK and to encourage the transition to a more sustainable and healthier food system for everyone. Wolverhampton Council has been approached for comment. An innovative West Midlands-based company and scientists at the University of Warwick 
have produced virtual flavors of Marmite and Vegemite from scratch, using technology that can replicate the flavor of almost any food or drink and is being used in a new taste test to help with early Alzheimer's diagnosis. Professor Alan Chalmers, Professor of Visualization at WMG, created the virtual flavors for World Marmite Day last Thursday, which can, through taking samples of a food and analyzing it, accurately simulate a real flavor by extracting its tastes, aromas, and mouthfeel. The analysis is done by New Food Innovation, a high-tech food company. Once analyzed, the virtual flavors are created to accurately match the real flavor using UK Food Standards Agency-approved food-safe chemicals. The analysis investigations are all part of Professor Chalmers' research. Together with West Midlands company Superlunary Labs, into how people perceive, taste and smell. He is also investigating whether a poor performance on the new taste test that he has developed may be an early warning sign for diseases including dementia. This could lead to a much earlier diagnosis of diseases such as Alzheimer's disease well before any memory loss starts to occur. Professor Chalmers describes the flavour-making process as the same as using a recipe by accurately simulating the different components of a flavour. Foods such as Marmite can be replicated with a taste indistinguishable from the real thing. He commented, We recreated the health drink Ruibos tea and even the chief taster of a Ruibos manufacturer in South Africa could not distinguish between the real and virtual Ruibos. I first thought of creating the samples of Marmite and Vegemite for a bit of fun during the Ashes cricket tests this summer, as people kept asking, what is the difference between them? It goes back to the serious work we're doing, which shows that people's taste and smell can give us clues as to what's going on in a person's brain years before symptoms such as memory loss start. Malcolm Barnes from Superlunary Labs added, We work alongside Professor Chalmers to ensure virtual flavours are delivered from an easy-to-use, hygienic and highly calibrated device for Chalmers' team to analyse. Now, up next in this week's Black Country Talking News, we have a sweet treat, a bake-along session. Time for something absolutely scrumptious. Hello, I'm Penny Belville Brown, the blind baker. I won an international prize that enabled me to cook all round the world. I've written all the recipes up. I've made hundreds of videos and I blog and write about recipes all the time. There's even a cookbook. You can find out more about me at www.pennymelvillebrown.com.
I thought we'd start with something that's incredibly easy, incredibly handy to have in the freezer. And that is my absolutely fabulous crumble mix. And all you need for this is a pair of talking scales and a bowl. And then we're going to mix up the crumble. And I keep bags of it in the freezer ready for whenever I've got some fruit ready to cook. So here we go. For this recipe, the ingredients are just 100 grams of porridge oats, 50 grams of butter, 50 grams of soft brown sugar. That's my preference, but use any sugar you've got. And 50 grams of crushed hazelnuts. I crush those by just tossing them into the food processor, give them a quick whir, and they come out all sorts of different sizes. So all of that goes into the bowl. And literally, I put my bowl on top of my talking scales and just weigh the ingredients straight in. So I've got my butter in there. And all I have to do is rub it in, just rubbing your thumbs over your fingertips. And gradually, all the butter coats all your oats, your nuts and your sugar. And you end up with a nice, even mix. Then all I need is a bowl, an oven-proof dish of fruit. And at this time of year, perhaps I'm using sliced peaches or nectarines. I've taken the stones out. I might be using cored apples, which I may or may not peel, depending how lazy I am. I could be using all sorts of different fruits. Pears are good. And rhubarb. I like rhubarb with crystallized ginger. If I'm using apples, I might add a spoonful of Christmas mincemeat that I make myself as well. So oven-proof dish, in goes the fruit, bit of flavoring if you want it. Um, I'm quite cautious about adding too much more sugar, but if you want some, throw it in. Then on goes the crumble topping. Don't make it too thick. You're making a layer, not a sort of deep sand pit of it. So now your dish of crumble is ready to go in the oven at 180C or gas mark 4. It depends how big you, the dish is as to how long you cook it. Probably 30 minutes for a ramekin, uh, 45 minutes for a bigger dish. If it's a big dish, I would cover it with foil after about half an hour so it doesn't go too brown. And there you are, one cooked fruit crumble. The raw crumble mix, as I said, you can just throw it in a plastic bag, store it in the freezer so it's ready whenever you want. Um, even the crumbles, once they're cooked, I just wrap them in cling film, pop them in the freezer, and again, I can get them out, defrost them, and bring them back to life with a microwave. So it's a really simple dish that you can make at any time when you've got some fruit to hand. So I've made this recipe with just 100 grams of oats. That'll probably give you about four servings if you're not too greedy. In reality, I always make this recipe with 250 grams of butter and 500 grams of oats. I'm sort of doubling all the quantities because that way I've got a huge bag that I can keep in the freezer. So I'm judging how much I want and how much I need by the amount of fruit I've got in the oven-proof dish to go in the oven. 
I hope you enjoy this recipe. I hope you give it a try. If you've got ideas or suggestions for future recipes, please get in touch with me. You can always make contact through my website, www.pennymelvillebrown.com. And happy baking to all of you too. Bye-bye. Up next, let's have another block of local news. Welcome to Beacon Lifestyle Newsletter, October 2023. Happy October. I hope you're all well and enjoying the crazy English weather. I don't know whether to wear my sandals or my wellies. Lots of fun activities coming up this month and I really hope you can join us. Uh, The pop-in date this month is Tuesday the 3rd of October, 10.30 till 11 in the Residence Lounge at the Beacon Centre. Come and book our activities and have a chat. Would you like to receive this newsletter in a different format? Please contact The Beacon on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Monthly sessions for October. Wednesday the 4th of October, Mary's Movement Class, a seated stroke standing class working the whole body with cardio, weights and strength to your ability. It's fun and friendly with your music choice. 10.30 to 11.30am, based in the gym at Beacon. The class cost is £4.50, invoiced by Beacon. Thursday the 5th of October. Book club in the Residence Lounge at the Beacon Centre, Sedgley, 10.30am to 12. Please note the new start time. The cost is £2 invoiced by Beacon. A relaxed, fun group discussing the latest books we've read. Tea, coffee and treats are provided. Wednesday the 11th and Monday the 23rd of October. Swimming at Bert Williams Centre, Bilston, WV14. 0EF 10.45 to 11.45am We have a private lane just for Beacon users. All abilities are welcome. The activity cost is £6, invoiced by Beacon. The minibus costs £5. It departs at 10.15am and returns at 1pm. Lockers are a pound or a trolley coin. Friday the 13th of October Walking around Stourbridge and the surrounding areas. This walk is on pavements, hills, grass and uneven surfaces and should take approximately two to three hours. Activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is £5, leaving Beacon at 10.30am and returning at approximately 2.30 to 3pm. If you're meeting us there, Please head to the Stanley Road Car Park, Stanley Road, Starbridge, DY8 2DN, 
where there shall be free car parking. This activity is weather permitting. Wednesday the 18th of October, fishing at All Brighton, WV7 3FL, 11am to 2pm. The activity is part paid for by Beacon, so it is a discounted price of £7 per person, which includes the use of all equipment. Minibus cost is £7, departs at 10.30am and returns to Beacon at 2.30pm. All costs invoiced by Beacon. Friday the 20th of October, 10-pin bowling at Castlegate Dudley, DY1 4TA, 11am to 1pm. All abilities welcome with a friendly, fun atmosphere for social bowling. Trip cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. £6.45 for two games, paying at the bowling alley on the day. Minibus costs £5 and departs at 10.30am, returning at 2pm. Monday the 23rd and 30th of October. Tandem bike ride at Bobbington Airport and the surrounding country roads. DY7 5DY. 10.30am to 1pm. Bikes are provided and there will be experienced lead riders present to support you. Trip cost is £3, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus costs £7, departing at 10am and returning at 1.30pm to the Beacon. Weather permitting. Friday the 27th of October, walking round West Park, Wolverhampton. WV1 4SQ From 11am to 12 for a leisurely walk and 12 to 1pm to catch up in the cafe. Take it at your own pace and complete your own chosen distance on a paved flat route. We'll meet at the Connaught Road gate entrance. The activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus costs £5 Departs at 10.30am and returns at 1.30pm. Volunteer guides are available, weather permitting. Please make sure you book activities in advance and leave a contact number at the time of booking. For further details on any of the activities, please call Mary on 01902 880 Do you have 30 minutes to spare each week to chat with someone who may be feeling isolated or lonely? Well, Beacon are looking for volunteers for their befriending program. Your call could really brighten someone's day, especially for those who are maybe housebound or do not have the support of family and or friends. You could even make a new friend in the process too. No experience is required, just a friendly listening ear. If you are interested and would like a little more information, please contact Judy Nichols on 01902 880 111 to make a difference. VIP Group. We are a group of working age people and or people who live independently with sight loss that meet once a month for a social gathering. We're a friendly bunch that likes to try new activities, build friendships and encourage others to live life to the full. On Wednesday, the 25th of October, 
we shall be welcoming back Claire from Dudley Council Visual Impairment Services. Claire will be visiting the Beacon Coffee Bar from 6pm to 8pm to introduce us to the basics of Braille through fun tactile games and skills which everyone can join in with. The activity cost is £3 invoiced by Beacon. It's Christmas! Well, not quite. But anyone interested in attending the VIP group Christmas Meal will need to get all food orders in by Friday the 27th of October. This year, the Christmas Meal shall take place on Wednesday the 13th of December between 12.30pm and 4pm at the New Bridge, Tettenhall Road, Wolverhampton. WV60JU. The meal cost is £14.49 and a £5 deposit is required to secure your place. This will be invoiced by Beacon after Friday 27th of October, so will be required to pay the remaining £9.49 at the pub on the day. Transport is available from Beacon and back for £5, invoiced by Beacon and leaving at midday. Now, let's see if anything on the menu tickles your taste buds. Starters. Classic prawn cocktail. Beer-battered salt and pepper mushrooms. Tomato soup, vegan. Homemade tomato, mozzarella and cranberry pizza pinwheels. Loaded Yorkies. Main course. Traditional festive carvery. Vegan margarita pizza. Margarita pizza. Camembert and root vegetable bake. Vegetarian. Che Seasons Greetings Burger. Plant-based chicken breast. Vegetarian and vegan. Festive feast pizza. Dessert. Salted caramel flavoured profiteroles. Christmas pudding, deep-filled apple pie, home-baked sticky toffee pudding, iced strawberry donut, festive chocolate fudge cake. Bon appétit! If you need help with sight loss, then filter glasses might help you. Filter glasses are a range of glasses specially for sight loss, designed to protect your eyes from harmful UV rays and reduce glare and bright light, and also improve contrast as well. They make things clearer to see and your eyes more comfortable. They can either be worn on their own, or you can wear them over your existing prescription glasses. Wearing a sun hat or a baseball cap or a sun visor can also help too. So if you'd like to try the range of Cocoon filter glasses and find the right lens and frame to make life a bit more comfortable for you, then call Beacon Sight Loss Advisors for an appointment. You can call on 01902-880-111 and ask for a sight loss advisor. Beacon is now providing some support through some projects which you may be interested in, beginning with the one-on-one outreach service. Anyone living in Beacon or the wider community who feels they may need some extra support can book a slot with Amanda. Amanda may be able to support you with a trip to the hospital perhaps help with finances or organising your personal details. 
If you are interested, please contact Amanda Stevens on 01902 880 111 and see if she can help you. Now then, do you live in Wolverhampton or have a WV postcode that doesn't have any internet access? Or do you not have a digital device that can help you get online? Well, the Wolves and Beacon project may be able to help. The project looks to address the digital divide and help anyone in digital poverty, as well as helping anyone with a disability to get online. If you are eligible for the project, you may be provided with a tablet device and or mobile data as a gift or loaned a laptop such as a Lifebook or Chromebook for a period of three months. As Beacon are a trusted partner for the project, all that 100% Wolves Online require are the details of what the digital equipment will be used for, alongside the personal details and gift or loan agreement. If you are interested in this project, please contact Andy Billingham on 01902-880-111. This month's Meet the Staff is Becky Green. Becky has worked at Beacon for nearly eight years and has recently taken on a new role as Assistant Health and Wellbeing Director. She has a broad remit managing and developing departments within Beacon's Health and Wellbeing Directorate. She said, I enjoy the variety that my role brings. I work with lots of different people and enjoy seeing the difference our fabulous teams make to people's lives. I enjoy being able to develop a service and look at what we can do next to offer something bigger and better for our members. No two days are ever the same. Before working for Beacon, I previously worked at Thomas Pocklington Trust, supporting and providing activities in the local community for visually impaired people. Within Beacon, I've also had roles including engagement and lifestyle manager, managing Beacon's sight loss advisory service, befriending talking news and lifestyle activities, and as a volunteer coordinator. I enjoyed working with the volunteers and supporting the brilliant work that they do to support our services. During my time as a volunteer coordinator, I was proud to support Beacon in achieving the Queen's Award for voluntary service. I enjoy spending time with my family and friends and also I have two horses and a sausage dog that keep me busy and fit. I have recently taken up reformer pilates and running. Everyone that knows me knows how much I hate exercising but I'm enjoying it so far. It only means I can eat more chocolate and cake. You can call Becky on 01902-880-111 or you can email her bgreen at beaconvision.org Sedgley Lifestyle Centre. We are open Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 10am to 3pm at our base in Sedgley. We run several activities each day, including cookery, crafting, 
pottery, computer work, gym sessions, listening to music, quizzes and reminiscing. We keep well hydrated with tea, coffee and water and we have the restaurant to attend to for a hot meal if we don't bring our sandwiches with us. We are lively, fun and love to have a laugh. Why not come and join us for a trial day? Contact Beacons Reception and ask for more information. You can call us on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Don't forget, we have a gym at the Beacon. Rob is our gym instructor and personal trainer. He can support you to set individual plans and work with you to achieve your goals, whether that be fitness, weight loss or mobility. Why not book your free induction and come and have a look around? You can use the gym as part of the lifestyle package or individual costs apply as well. Individual gym use unsupervised is £4.50 per hour. Individual gym use supervised with Rob is £10 per hour. Gym membership unsupervised is £20 per month. Gym membership supervised with Rob is £40 a month. Why not come and have a look at the wonderful facilities that we have? Contact the Beacon Reception and ask for more details. 01902 or inquiries at beaconvision.org. And finally, just a quick reminder, there is still accommodation at Beacon Court. Beacon Court is located in Sedgley, just a short distance from Wolverhampton City Centre. We have parks, local shops and public transport links right on our doorstep, offering you comfort, security and convenience alongside the independent living and a wide variety of choices. Each home has its own front door, individual access card, two bedrooms, a store, a wet shower room, a lounge with kitchen and appliances, gas central heating, UVBC glazed windows. Beacon provides a 24-7 care team on site to deal with any emergencies 365 days a year. And there's a pull cord in each apartment that you help raise an emergency. You also get a 30-minute a week wellbeing post call from either Suki or Amanda. And they help go through things like your post, paying bills and just giving you some extra support. If you or you know of anyone else who might be interested, please call Bromford on 01902 882 to speak to the scheme manager. Regarding getting in touch with Beacon, we have our website, which is www.beaconvision.org, Facebook at Beacon Centre, Twitter at Beacon Centre, Instagram at Beacon Vision. Our main address for the building in Sedgley is Wolverhampton Road East, WV46AZ. And don't forget, if you want to opt out of receiving this newsletter, please contact the Beacon on 01902 880 111. Have a fabulous month. Up next, it's trivia time. Brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature. It's all yours, Roger. Take it away. Hello everybody, 
Roger here again with this week's batch of unusual facts and events from far and wide, and I hope they'll interest you. And incidentally, I'll go rotten cold, so don't sit too close to your device, because I don't want you to catch it. Anyway, did you know that? Dolly Parton once entered a Dolly Parton-themed drag queen contest on a whim, and was quite surprised by the result. While many of the other participants had spent months or even years fine-tuning their costumes and makeup, Parton decided to enter in the spur of the moment. She did her hair and makeup more dramatically, and not only lost, but ended up receiving the least applause. And as a matter of fact, Dolly Parton said that if she'd been born a man, she would likely have done drag. The Kleenex tissues were originally used as filters in gas masks. The Kleenex brand is actually part of a larger company, Kimberly Clark, which started out as a paper mill in the late 19th century. With the outset of World War I and the first large-scale use of gas in warfare, there was suddenly a serious demand for literally any solution that could be found. Enter the Kleenex tissue, a newly developed thin cotton-like material made from wood pulp. One of the first uses of the tissue was as a replaceable filter in gas masks thus making it a life-saving invention. And snakes are able to predict earthquakes. Researchers in China have found that many animals are actually able to predict earthquakes to varying levels of success. It's come to light that snakes are the most reliable, sensing earthquakes from as far as 75 miles away. When a snake senses an earthquake, it will run, or rather slither, away from its nest even in the darkest days of winter. And bananas are curved because they grow towards the sun. And I bet that until today, you've never even given it a thought, have you? Well, it turns out the bananas go through a process called negative geotropism, which causes them to grow upwards towards the sun, instead of dangling downwards towards the ground, as do other fruits. This in turn gives the banana its familiar curve shape. And London Bridge is now in Arizona. London Bridge, originally constructed in 1831, was starting to fall apart by the 1960s. As a result, the City of London decided to sell it and build another. It was taken apart in 1963 after being bought by an American oil tycoon, Robert P. McCulloch, and shipped to Arizona. It was put back together piece by piece in Lake Havasu City, a city founded by McCulloch himself who made it a tourist attraction. Well, blow me down. I never knew that about bananas, did you? I'll never look at a banana the same again, I don't think. In road up, I'm off. I might have a banana milkshake later, but for now, I'll just settle for a nice cuppa, a good sniff of Vic, and enjoy me Kit Kat. Till next week, then, I'll say bye for now. ta a bit. ta Now we have to hear what the weather has in store for us. Brought to us, come rain or shine, by our own Sunny Mina. The weather for this week ahead is forecast to remain unsettled. Temperatures are also forecast to be surprisingly warmer at highs of 21 degrees. UV levels are expected to fluctuate between low and medium as we see varying spells of sunshine. The sunrise and sunset times are 7.25am for the sunrise 
and 6.20pm for the sunset. Friday 6th of October is forecast to be wet and windy with a gentle breeze. Temperatures are expected to hold up well at 18 degrees. Moving on and a spell of unbroken sunshine looks set for the weekend. With a gentle breeze, temperatures will be expected to feel a lot like summer, with temperatures possibly getting as high as 21 degrees. On to next week, where a spell of unsettled weather will dominate once again. It is forecast for the dry weather to remain in the region on Monday 9th of October. With sunny intervals and a gentle breeze, temperatures should remain pleasant at 19 degrees. A spell of wet weather is set to move into the region on Tuesday 10th of October right through to Thursday 12th of October. The showers are forecast to be persistent for the remainder of this week but there's a chance of some brief sunny intervals breaking through at times. Temperatures will feel less like summer but still mild for this time of year at 15 degrees. So that's another mixed bag of rain and sun for the week. As always, enjoy the weather. Cheers for that weather update, Mina. Now it's time to find out how our local football teams have been getting on. Having lost their last six games to Manchester City with an aggregate of 19-3 and losing their first two matches at home this season, all odds were stacked against Wolves coming away with anything from Molyneux on Saturday. But with Wolves returning to five at the back with pace in attack, a formation that has brought them much success over previous seasons, a truly magnificent performance handed them their second league win of the season as they beat Premier League and Champions League holders Manchester City 2-1 at Molyneux. Wolves were up for it from the first whistle, and as expected, Molyneux was loud and hostile, as the supporters jeered former player Mateus Nunes, who went on strike in late August to force through his £53 million move to City. City dominated possession in the opening stages, as Wolves sat back, and although they allowed City to dictate play, Wolves looked dangerous on the break. And just moments after Craig Dawson had made a magnificent interception to deny the prolific Erling Haaland, Wolves incredibly took the lead after 13 minutes, thanks to a world-class solo run from Pedro Neto. The winger, who is in scintillating form, charged down the right, shrugged off a couple of challenges, before seeing his low cross turned into his own net by Ruben Diaz. 1-0 and Molyneux was rocking. Although City continued to control the game, Wolves were doing well to sit in, defend comfortably and limit the champions to nothing clear-cut. The hosts even came close to making it 2-0 from another counter-attack. Wolves managed to get through to half-time with their noses ahead after a spirited display. As the second half began, ironic cheers resonated around Molyneux as Pep Guardiola opted to take former Wolves midfielder Mateus Nunes off. 
But not long after, the hosts were fuming when in the same passage of play, Mateus Cunha was denied a free kick on the edge of the penalty box and the away side were able to work their way down to the other end of the pitch and earn a questionable free kick of their own. Inevitably, directly from that free kick, the reigning champions equalised when World Cup winner Alvarez squeezed one into the top corner despite Saar getting a hand to it. The home fans, livid with the refereeing, directed their anger at referee Craig Pawson and began a chant accusing the Premier League of being corrupt. But those jeers quickly turned to cheers when just eight minutes later Wolves regained the lead with forward Huang He Chan scoring his fifth goal in just eight games. Molyneux erupted. Although City were dominating possession as they looked for a way back into the game, Wolves were not under immense pressure and were defending well as the game entered six minutes of added time. Molyneux was rocking and willing the team over the line. In a huge step forward for the team, Wolves hung on to take all three points and sparked jubilant celebrations in the stands and on the pitch. Speaking after the game, head coach Gary O'Neill felt the work on the training field had resulted in the big win. We worked hard on it for three days with the players and the game looked exactly as we'd prepped for, which is helpful, O'Neill said. I go into quite a lot of detail with them and predicted Man City would use the structure they use quite often. We had discipline, understanding and quality as well. It was a really impressive performance from the boys. The result is down to the fact we've worked unbelievably hard for the last six weeks. The lads are sticking to the process, understand where we're trying to get to and managed to pull it all together. In a quite magnificent weekend for both our local teams, Albion also produced their best away performance under Carlos Corberan to romp to a 4-0 win at high-flying Preston and emphatically end a 100% home Deepdale record. Much changed Albion answered their away critics in some style, as no player slipped below an 8 out of 10 on a day to remember full of stunning goals and one-touch play of a side brimming full of confidence. The full-time celebrations between players and fans were something. The head coach and Albion players got their game plan bang on at Deepdale and for the 2011 travelling fans this was the best away day experience for years, arguably going back to the promotion push prior to lockdown. Boss Corberan talked up the importance of a squad game in his press conference on Friday morning. So it was no surprise when, for the second game running, the Spaniard made five changes to his starting lineup. The visitors immediately looked fresh all over the park. Sharp in the tackle, pressing the home side when out of possession and full of penetrating purposeful play. And the Baggies' slightly surprising system may have caught the inform hosts off guard as Albion marched ahead on four minutes. It was a lovely goal too. 
A succession of passes released right back Furlong, who charged onto the ball and powered a rocket into the far bottom corner. It was a sumptuous strike from the right back for his first goal since January. Preston tried to respond immediately, but Corberan's side was smart in their defending and game management. Albion were on song in everything they did, and the 2,000 visiting fans sounded their appreciation. By the half-hour mark, the Baggies were two ahead and threw another fine goal. It was a back-to-front goal of the very best kind, and all congratulations went to goalkeeper Palmer. His volleyed kick from inside Albion's box was bang on the money to set off a swift counter-attack, which resulted in a composed and measured finish from midfielder Mowat for his first goal since April 2022. Albion's confidence was sky-high, with a one-touch pass-and-move groove coming off almost by the minute. Though as good as the baggies were, Preston were all at sea and looked nothing like a side who'd flown near the summit earlier this season. They slumped further after the restart as Albion continued to barrage the hapless hosts. The joyous baggies in the away end were dancing in the rain and olaying their side's passes as Albion pinged it around. And the cherry was applied after the hour as Phillips struck his second goal of the season. Just as noticeable in the final stages was Albion's desire to preserve the clean sheet, with defenders flinging themselves into blocks and challenges to deny Preston, much to Corbyran's delight. There was still time for more attacking joy too, when, just minutes from time, Barkley made it four. Corbyran even let loose to respond to the away end's request of a wave. Albion fans behind the goal roared their side home in what was a day to savour in Lancashire. And Corbyran reckons the performance and result was down to the belief and determination his squad played with at Deeptail. He said, I think that every game is totally different. The level of belief and determination to win the game here has been the highest that we can achieve. That's why we achieved the result we wanted. We knew that we would have to compete and play better from the first minute until the last one. That's what the championship demands this year. We knew that in previous games, playing very well in some parts of the game was not enough. Of course, in football, when you're clinical, it makes a massive difference. Travelling baggies got drenched in the rain, but cared not one jot as they basked in a marvellous win. Corberan said, We know how important it is the support can give us, and we know how much they make an effort to support the team. They buy the tickets, they travel, especially in the weather condition we have, and it was not close to home, so they are making a massive effort. The only thing we want is to reward the effort they are doing. Unfortunately, not always we can give this. But today it was special. We can celebrate with them because it means every single thing for us. Now, here come the quiz answers and they're brought to us by Mina. Hello, and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Feeling confident? How will you score? Let's see. Question 1. 
How is the Olympic torch traditionally lit each time? And the answer here is using a parabolic mirror. Question two. Where does the Olympic torch start from? And the answer, it starts from the host city. Question three. What are the colours of the Olympic rings? And the answer here is blue, yellow, black, green and red. Question four. When was the last time the gold medal was made of gold? And the answer here is, it was in the 1904 Olympics. Question five. In what year did two Japanese pole vault athletes tie for second place? And the answer here is, in the 1936 Olympic Games. And finally, question six. What were the 2012 Olympic Games known as? And the answer, it was known as the Women's Games. Did you get them all right? If not, not to worry, as I will be back next week to test you all once again. Bye for now. So that's it for another edition of the Black Country Talking News. A reminder to our CD listeners who have received CDs in padded envelopes that you don't need to send anything back to us. If you have a sight loss tip or someone you would like to wish happy birthday to, just say hello to. Maybe even a poem or talking book you would like reviewed, then please get in touch with us at the Beacon Centre. Call 01902 880 Email bctn at beaconvision.org or write to us at the Black Country Talking News, Beacon, Wolverhampton Road East, Wolverhampton, WV46AZ. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and thank you to all our supporters, donators and volunteers who without their support will be unable to run this free service. Please note the information and views expressed in this recording does not necessarily represent the views of Beacon or Talking News and were accurate at the time of recording. Mentions of goods and services does not imply endorsement and whilst every care is taken to supply accurate information, Beacon and Talking News do not undertake liability for any errors. So it's goodbye from all of us, stay safe, have a good week and we look forward to bringing you next week's edition of the Black Country Talking News. Ta-ra!